0: We want to thank Pop Sugar for sponsoring today's episode of Happy, Sad, Confused. The Pop Sugar Must Have Box is a monthly subscription featuring the absolute best of products in fashion, beauty, home, fitness, food, and more. And it's not just a fashion and beauty box. Each box includes over $100 of hand-picked, full-size products. It's the perfect gift to give yourself or someone special in your life, especially because every month's items are a complete surprise. Get your box for April now using the code HAPPY for $5 off at musthave.popsugar.com. That's code HAPPY at musthave.popsugar.com. Hey guys, it's time for another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I'm Josh Horowitz, and you're listening to my podcast. That's how this works. You hit play, I talk, you stop, I stop talking. But uh, right now we're in it. Can you feel the magic? Can you feel the power? Can you feel um, the majesty that is podcasting? Um, Here we are, guys. Here we are. Another week, another... This, this did not happen on purpose, but it was definitely in my mind uh, recently that sadly, for whatever reason we had a glut of dudes on the podcast like it's crazy disproportionate how many dudes have been on um. And that sucks, and that is through no rhyme or reason or calculation or Illuminati plot. It just simply is how it's shaken out thus far. I'm thrilled to say that this week's guest marks, I think it's our fourth amazing actress in a row, uh, which is great. And it's progress, and we will get in there, and uh, we also need to, you know— not have you know so many white dudes on the show. So uh, it's something that's definitely on my mind and something that we will endeavor to broaden the scope of who we talk to on the show in the future. But uh, in the meanwhile, I'm thrilled to say that this week's guest is Elizabeth Olsen, who is one of the best actors working today. Uh, she has, in the last, I guess it's been about four years since she uh you know burst onto the scene in a big way with Martha Marcy May Marlene uh, she was in a film called Silent House and then, uh, you know, suddenly in the last couple of years has gone into much bigger scaled films like Godzilla and now, of course, Avengers Age of Ultron, in which she stars as Scarlet Witch. She is a welcome addition to the franchise. Um, by the time you listen to this, many of you will have seen Avengers Age of Ultron and seen uh, Lizzie as she goes by um, in this film, and she's great in it. And that's a, that's a tough feat to add in new characters to an already stacked cast. And I think Josh Whedon and the Marvel gang did a really fine job. Uh, is it a perfect movie? No. Did I have a blast watching it? Yes. Uh, so, um, I had a good time with Avengers and I'm sure you guys did too, if you saw it. And I think you'll have a good time listening to this conversation with Lizzie because she's, uh, she's it comes from a very interesting background. I mean, the first thing most people know about Lizzie, of course, is her last name. You know, you can't help but know, I guess if you've read anything about her, who her sisters are, Mary-Kate and Ashley, who were and are an in industry unto themselves. Um, and it, it's funny how things go where, where the people you would expect to be, I don't know, oddest strangest considering their backgrounds considering who their family are end up being the most personable and cool um you know i've said that about daniel radcliffe in the past considering he's been part of a crazy franchise he's crazy well adjusted and and lizzie Olson is is someone that, that's really easy to talk to and really uh, has a great perspective on her career and her life and her priorities, especially given um, who her sisters are. And she's really frank and open about sort of how, you know, at the end of the day, those two very famous sisters of her are just... Extremely hardworking, dedicated people, uh, as is she, as evidenced by the the spate of great films she's made the last few years. Um, it was a real treat to bring her into the office to talk to her. I found out early on, as you'll hear, my my bubble was burst. She has left New York. I counted Lizzie as a great New Yorker. She's still a great person, but she is now moved out to the West Coast. Um, so that saddens me, but. Um, As we talk about in the interview, I know she's going to be back doing theater and all sorts of fun stuff here frequently. Um, What else can I tell you? Avengers, that's on the brain. Summer movies generally are on my brain. Um, By the time this goes up, I will have seen Mad Max for Fury Road. I can't tell you how excited I am about this one. This has been the film I've been most excited for probably since it was actually greenlit and shot. I've been talking to, I interviewed George Miller about this one about four or five years ago. I've talked to Charlize about it. I talked to Tom Hardy about it last week when I was in Vegas. I, all the materials look so cool. So, um, different than the kind of summer blockbuster than we that we normally see. So I hope to be able to report on next week's show and in further shows that it is as good as it looks and is as innovative and, and, um, special as it looks but that's very much on the brain as is just summer movie season. I uh I will never tire of quality popcorn flicks which is what we're getting into the heat of right now. Uh we're in May. Um in case you didn't know. Okay, time for your questions as always guys. I encourage you to send me any question. I mean any question with the hashtag happy sad confused. I welcome absurd silly amazing stupid whatever you got i will answer uh them on this podcast so here are a couple i'm looking at my twitter feed right now let's see what do we got uh from this is from Minnie t mercury okay uh because benedict's been asked this random question that's benedict cumberbatch what's your favorite cheese a good question. and so It's actually a very important question to me because I, uh, I'm a big fan of cheese. I enjoy it. I'm not one of these crazy people that doesn't eat cheese. I guess it's not just crazy people. Some people literally can't eat cheese. They're lactose intolerant, so I'm not going to say you're crazy if you can't eat cheese, but um, I pity you. I feel for you. You're missing out on a world of happiness. Um, it's kind of a tough question though. My favorite, I guess... You know, I'm a simple man. I like a good mozzarella, like a good fresh mozzarella. That's, that's a deciding factor. Uh, you want to go high end, you go burrata. Oh, oh, some burrata. That's a good time. Then you, you go back to kind of normal-ish cheeses. You go into your, your cheddars. That's a good time. Not a huge Swiss person, but I'll, I'll take it. I like a good blue cheese. Okay. I've said, I've said too much, um, Welcome to Cheese Talk with Josh Horowitz. Uh, let's see. One more. Best. Uh, is this one? Uh, which one are you most of the time? Happy, sad, or confused? That's from Irish Girl O'Hara. Uh, Irish Girl O'Hara. Which one of I most of the time? Happy, sad, or confused? Uh, I'm confused most of the time. I mean, I I'm a generally... I don't know. It would be, seems weird for me to say I'm a generally happy person because I'm such like a. I think of myself as a curmudgeon, <laughs> as, as just someone that uh, I'm not. I'm not exactly negative, but I'm kind of like a little, a little acerbic, jaded New Yorker. But um, I'm a mix. We're all we're a mix of all three, aren't we? Aren't we all? Um, but confused, I feel like tends to fit my temperament temperament best. Temperament temperament. Oh my God, I think I'm having a stroke. Guys, help. Someone, that's the sad part. By the time you listen to this, I'll already have died from my stroke. Um, That's the question-answer period of Happy Sad Confused this week. Please hit me up with uh, more of your questions, and I will continue to answer them on this very podcast. In the meanwhile, let's get to the main show. It is time to listen to... The lovely, the talented, the brilliant—insert your adjective here. Uh, Elizabeth Olson, enjoy. Okay, you got your own microphone and everything. You've got your do, chair. Do I
1: need to talk to it specifically? I mean, you can
0: adjust it slightly. Do I need it to be below me? I think you got it. You don't pretend like you don't know. You- I actually
1: don't know because I feel like mics are a very specific thing. Like some can pick up. Like I'm sure. It- this isn't that's a good idea.
0: That's not to be friendly for the audience. So we're getting <laughs> in their face right now. Um, wait, didn't you just, uh, you wrap that, the the Tom Hiddleston shenanigans. Yeah, when you, we
1: wrapped that right before the new year, though.
0: Were you singing in that one?
1: Yes, ago? but that's right on the
0: mic. You're right on the mic.
1: Because we used actual old 40s microphones. Oh, nice. And you're supposed to sing right on the mic for those. Okay. And if you're actually away from them, they don't pick up sound. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And they only pick up from a certain angle. They don't pick up. It's not, like,
0: omnidirectional. It's, like, of yeah. like...
1: You have to kind of do that, which makes it really fun.
0: Also, <laughs> oh, that actually makes sense. This is, like, why in those, like, which old... Which is
1: why they're all, like...
0: Right. They're wedding <laughs> <they're laughs> around the microphone. They're dancing with the microphone, as it were. Yeah. Um, as I said, we'll Oh, my home. God. There he is. Which one? Yes, there's Tommy. Oh, my goodness. He did um, a very memorable sketch with me once where he it was playing off his Loki character, and he was, like, a really horrible prankster. So he was torturing me and every prank he would pull on me was really bad.
1: No way. He's so
0: funny, as well, he, you probably know. By he now. likes
1: but he also likes that. Yeah. I don't like I don't know how to do that.
0: How to do what? The like, prankster like, or the hey, comedy? I'm the wacky, a, wacky. I'm a
1: good character. <laughs>
0: Sure, you do. It's just very deep. Way, way deep. Hidden. Uh, you yeah, said impressionist. He's a man of many talents. As are you. Not a man of many talents. A lady of many talents. Um, let's see. Last time we spoke, we spoke for a couple times in LA. Yeah. Crazy shenanigans. Are you almost done? Are you at least in the home stretch?
1: Yes, we're almost done. I'm going to Miami. On Wednesday, which I've never really done press there. Been, so that's yeah. going to be fun. It's going to be warm. <laughs> um, and then, like, knocking on fake plastic wood. Right. Um, I want to go to Japan Ooh. with Joss the end of June after have you, Cap.
0: Been, have you ever been before?
1: No, I really want to. I that's wanted to go for Godzilla because, yeah. oh. like, I wanted to go with Ken Watanabe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Go with the king, basically. <laughs>
1: yeah, but that didn't happen. And so I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I get to go
0: this time. Nice. What's intriguing about Japan? I mean, it's just
1: a world I've never like I've never been anywhere in that part of the world yeah. and I've never experienced just I don't like what whatever the like my mind has just like lights and it's just like there's so many like over sensory yeah. overload. Um, I've never experienced it, and I want to know what it actually feels like to like be in Tokyo.
0: Sure, well, which and people has- also
1: say they're the, It's like the nicest yeah. place you can go. Obviously, it seemed that like it sounded like that when they had their earthquake, and then the tsunami. The tsunami, right? Yeah, yeah, and and they didn't have any rise in in crime, right? Like, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, we're like, oh, hey, let's go have a silent peace protest and then break stores exactly. and steal things and loot. And they never had one crime reported.
0: It's, it's <laughs> interesting, too, also, as like you mentioned, like the sensory overload, because I always describe like New York as that to people that, yeah. have it, that aren't well, especially from Especially where
1: you guys are. Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming <laughs> 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 joke to people like we can grab a bite at Bubba Gump afterwards if you want. We've got a lot of good cuisine around here. No, but like, yeah, there's only so many places that like us New Yorkers can go to feel actual sensory overload. And right. Tokyo is probably one of the I few. bet.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean I actually felt so silly because I was I was telling Scarlett that I really wanted to go to Tokyo for the film. And she was talking about it very familiarly, and I was like, I was like oh, no. have you been a lot?" And oh, I was no. thinking, "I'm such a fucking, oh, I'm such an idiot." <laughs> you can,
0: you can, Sorry, okay. okay. <laughs> you like, are a fucking idiot. I'm Come
1: such on, such an idiot. Of course, like she filmed a movie there, Lizzie, when she was like really
0: young. It's really, it was pretty good too. You might want to check it out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a great female director. It's ringing a bell. I can't really
0: place.
1: I think Bill Murray was in it.
0: Really? That <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that was a mm-hmm. great movie. Yeah, that's on my list too. I um, yeah, I went to Hong Kong. You've never Kong been last, either. I went to Hong Kong last year. How was, is that? It was okay. It's a little. It's not. I don't know. The smog is very much there. That's right
1: here that you can't actually see the top of buildings.
0: It's scary, but like, but the the sheer magnitude, the sheer size of it was overwhelming. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's one of the the perks of, I guess, both our jobs is you get to travel a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's also the reason why you like it's like hard to pick a home in a way because you just want to make sure that that home has what you need for when you stop traveling. Yeah.
0: So, okay, well, let's apply that to New York. I New just York-
1: moved to LA in February. What? Yeah. Lizzie, you no, said welcome home, happens? but I left New York. <laughs> yeah, it was just Give, like eight years. Oh, I no, did I'm it. I'm so
0: sad. Why? I, what happened? My favorite
1: thing to say, which is true, is that I had one door in my apartment and it was to the bathroom. And I was tired of like eating, sleeping, and right. um <laughs> in the same room.
0: Right.
1: Kind of thing. I get it. And I really wanted space. I grew up in LA, so I don't have like a I don't have a weird thing about yeah, LA. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a place you move to because you're an actor. Right. It's just where I grew up, and so I have a lot of great memories about it. I loved growing up there, so moved back. And space and sunshine are it, two very great things for people's lives. I've apparently, heard
0: <laughs> things, people talk about it. Yeah. I don't quite get it yet, but whatever. <laughs> if it's working for you, I'm happy for you. I
1: immediately like felt like like they had this huge thing lift off <laughs> my shoulders, and I was like, "Wow, I feel like I'm
0: living." But what are you, but you're gonna miss some things. What are you gonna miss? I haven't
1: I haven't yet had the moment where I miss living in New York. Right. Um, the other day I got off the subway at union square. This was Sunday and a very, um, a little bit smaller than me. I'm like, just to give perspective, (laughs) I'm like five, five and a half or something. And a man who might've been like five, two old, um, like homeless, definitely homeless, but Mm -hmm. like definitely on drugs, um, came up to me. And there are lots of people around because it was Sunday at Union Square. Right, came up to me, went literally two inches from my face, went, eh! <laughs> 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 and I just put my hand up and I was like, "Welcome back to New York." <laughs> like, like, this is; these are the reasons why oh. it's actually nice to not live here because I don't actually have to deal with that. <laughs>
0: That man was Rudolph Giuliani. Wait, what? Um, yeah. Why? Was that the extent of the conversation? He just That was moved it. On? And
1: everyone was looking at me like, what is she going to do? Is she okay? And I was just literally put my hand <laughs> in his face and did that and kept walking. It was so strange. It was, and like, I've lived here for a while. And I don't remember someone like just making a crazy sound in my face no,
0: while they're on drugs. That's the eight-year anniversary thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, but it, it is nice to come back. I It was nice walking through Central Park. Like, I took the newspaper from my hotel. It's weird staying in a hotel. Yeah. I don't like that feeling, staying yeah. in a hotel in New York. I'm like, I don't, I live here. Like, I'm like. <laughs> um, nope.
0: we, we've revoked your status Yeah, I don't, but I don't.
1: Like, I'm already not a New Yorker. And I, like, took my newspaper and sat in Central Park. And that was amazing. Yeah. That was so nice to do. But I also like doing that, like on my deck. I get it. I get it.
0: So was it a big deal? Because you went to school here, right? Yeah. Was it was it a big deal to come to NYU specifically, or to come to New York at the time? What was the reason rationale for?
1: I didn't get into Brown.
0: That, there's a reason.
1: Yeah, I wanted to go to Brown. Didn't get in. Was very lucky that that didn't happen because being in New York and being at the, I didn't want to. I didn't know if I wanted an acting conservatory because. I felt like I was too smart to like go to an acting conservatory. Not saying I'm like really smart now, but I was smart when I was in high school. How right. <laughs> 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 <It's amazing. laughs> brilliant of them?
0: Um,
1: but NYU, you do both. You do like you do liberal arts and you do um, conservatory. So you still do academics. Being here was when I started working. Right. Um, the the school that I was at, the theater company that my school was attached to, they were the ones who help me start working. Yeah. So if I wasn't there, if I weren't there, um, I don't really know how all of this would have happened. Sure. So coming here was like New York. I love New York. I wanted to live here. My sisters moved here a couple years before and I'd visit them every birthday. Yeah. Um, I took like a fun like adult trip on my own <laughs> and, and I did love New York so much and it was the theater. I wanted to know what it was like to be just I, I imagine New York City to just be, like, encompassed by theater. Like, everyone went to the theater. Like, it was on, like, downtown, uptown, didn't matter, midtown. N- not the case. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. But it's, that's how I imagine Basically,
0: New York. 0.01% of tourists <laughs> are in theater.
1: Right. And, like, I totally did not understand that. But I did see Woody Allen play jazz at the Carlisle last oh night. God. And I never did that as a resident. And I did that because I, like, made a point to doing it.
0: That's on my list too. I've never done it. Is it. Was it amazing? Was it really interesting? Really amazing. Does he talk at all to the audience? No. no.
1: The funny thing is, is I've met him twice, not in like a party situation, like a one-on-one situation yeah. for, because um, that's how he meets people for work. You just like go into a room and like talk to him for literally 60 seconds. Yeah. And I did that twice. Um, so I've spent two minutes with him, <laughs> him and I just still couldn't be like, when he was like fixing his clarinet before getting on stage, I still couldn't get myself to be like, Oh hi. Right. Cause I'm not good at that. Right. And I also just assume he meets a lot of people and wouldn't remember.
0: He's a, uh, I actually did a podcast with him. And as you can imagine, for how did you get it, that? I, to it happen. was random. It was just like begging for years. I know. And as you could imagine, look at me, I'm the most stereotypical. I, I'm like big Woody Allen. Fan, suffice <laughs> it to say. I mean, come on. And
1: <laughs> um, Whoa, so he sat here. Yeah, he actually
0: didn't come in.
1: You went to the Carlisle? I went to his office. Oh, at the which Carlisle, was so, right?
0: Uh, no, no, it's uh, Upper East Side. Okay. Um, but it was so surreal to sit in his screening room with yeah. him for 35 minutes. Like, can you imagine? That's an,
1: so crazy. I
0: mean, I mean, I'm sure your situation. Yeah, tell me was about. It was not
1: 35 minutes.
0: Well, I mean, I've heard many stories like the one you just said about his yeah, meetings. That's they, how
1: everyone meets him. Yeah. That's just how it happens. So
0: there's no, it's not even reading. It's just like. I a, end up
1: doing a reading okay. for him. I it was at the very beginning when I started working. I think it just, I think Martha just came out. Martha Marcy May Marlene just came out, and he was he was casting that film, the Rome one. Went
0: yes to Rome with love. Yeah, yeah, which
1: I actually never saw. But he was casting that. I was still in college because I was like always still in college. It took <laughs> me so long to graduate, and I was I own one movie poster, and it's Annie Hall. It's it's an original poster from the theaters. It's the only poster I have. It's hanging in my room proudly. It's yeah. traveled with me everywhere. Um, Woody Allen, watching his films, for me, it made me understand the kind of woman I actually wanted to be because I hadn't seen the woman I felt connected to in films. Sure, I was like, I'm not the sexy one. I'm not the nerd. I don't know where I fit. And then I watched... Diane Keaton being this, like, neurotic, awesome, silly, but smart, but sometimes dim. Um, Because she played so many different kinds of characters for him. And I was like, oh, that's the woman I like. I like being that kind of woman, that Woody Allen kind of woman. Like, they are very conservative dressers, but they have opinions and they're really opinionated and yeah. goofy. They
0: give as good as they get from him. Like, yeah. It was always that.
1: yeah. Yeah. And so I really like, that was really important to me. So when I had the opportunity to meet him, I like got so excited because this person like made me feel like I could, like I had something to look forward to. <laughs> sure. Um, and I met him for like 60 seconds. I, there'd be so many questions I would ask him, but I, did not feel like it was the appropriate moment. So I forgot what even he asked. Like, I don't even like, it wasn't even like a real conversation. And then I got a phone call from the casting director saying, Oh, he wants you to read some pages from the script. I was like, "What?" (laughs) and so I got it. And also the funny thing was I was doing a play reading with Jesse Eisenberg, who's in that movie And so it was my lunch break during the play reading to go meet Woody and came back to the play reading. And he was like, how was it? And I was like, we looked at each other for like a minute. um, And (laughs) we said some words. And he was like, that's what happened to me too. So it's like not female. It's It's like male, female. Like It's just whatever. That's just part of his process. I don't care. Like I loved every second of it. And then I got to go back and read um, a couple pages from the script and didn't get the job. And then I went and did... Summer school and I they had some like casting things, but I was already in summer school. Yeah. Not like I failed a class and went to summer school, no, like it was a fun. course.
0: <laughs> 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 I wanted to educate myself even more during the summer while all of the, you That's guys were just lying around doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> I, get I didn't it.
1: fail, like I actually took a course during the summertime.
0: <laughs> um, so I mean, the first time we talked was, was like many people talked to you was at Sundance. Yeah. Um and I think you had two films. It was Martha And Silent House. And Silent House that year. Yeah. Um It was my
1: first time ever doing press for anything. I was so confused about how anything functioned. Well, or the, were. I, I don't
0: even need to ask a question. That was kinda of my question. Yeah. What do you remember about just going through the that round of insanity?
1: I remembered the main thing I remembered was like I didn't believe that anyone was actually Caring about anything I was saying, I wasn't going to show up anywhere. I was like, What's this place, Sundance? I've heard about it. Like, I didn't understand film festivals, I didn't understand the business. Like, I know that might sound stupid to some people because, like, oh, be your sisters. Right. It's like, no, actually, like, I don't know anything, I didn't know anything about film festivals, I didn't know how an independent film got to a theater when I saw independent films, I just thought that those were like the ones that didn't make the big theaters. Like right. I didn't know that that was like a special niche thing, right. niche thing. I was just like, Oh, those are clearly the ones that like don't have a big enough audience to go to, to the Regal. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so all of that was like completely just foreign to me. So I just went in being like, Oh, well, no one's going to quote me on anything I'm saying. I knew I was gonna have to answer questions about, like, you came out of nowhere. And it's like, no, I've actually been living for about 22 years. <laughs> um, like, and everything's, that you think you just found out about me doesn't mean I was just born yesterday. Right. Um, so that was funny.
0: Hey guys, time for a special message from one of our very special sponsors, Stone Reset by Jemvara. Stone Reset is a service that handcrafts new settings. For your very unique and previous stones from your existing jewelry collection, it's time to refresh your jewelry box, guys. Transform valuable pieces currently collecting dust into stylish and meaningful pieces that you can wear again. You can reset your special heirloom stones to create lifelong engagement rings. You can update existing engagement rings through reset for approaching special anniversaries. And best of all, it's super simple. All you have to do is request a free, insured, prepaid shipping kit to send in a stone for measurement. So expert jewelers will inspect it. You'll be sent a list of possible designs back. Then you choose your favorite design with your preferred metal and any accent stones, and they will handcraft the new setting from scratch. And if you don't love any of the options, they'll send the jewelry immediately back in paid and insured packaging, no questions asked. Get started at stonereset.com slash happy, and you'll get 15% off. at stonereset.com slash happy. Well, not to mention, did did it feel like immediately that people were were and they still do obviously ask about your sisters. Like that yeah. it was like that's like when, when they don't know anything about you. Yeah. Except that. They're like, Olsen. let's talk about that for 10 or 12 minutes and was that something you were kind of and by then had you steeled yourself against that kind of a thing did you have mechanisms to kind of like deal with that i think
1: what happened was is like if i started working when i was in high school i think it would be a like a sore subject for me but because i started working at 21 years old, even though you're like not a fully realized person, I'm still not a fully <laughs> realized person at 26. Um, you, I didn't, I didn't have that feeling of it.
0: It wasn't it, defining you. No. Like you already were a person. Yeah. Even if you
1: and I'd already, and I earned everything I got, yeah. even though like, yes, I'm sure in some situations and lots of situations, whatever, um, it might've helped me. um, or done the opposite. I don't really know that pictures, those pictures are very creepy by Sorry. the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it wasn't something that really bothered me. If like someone asked me a question about my sisters. I'd be like, yeah, they're amazing. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Now I'm like, well, we don't have to talk about them, but I'll just say how much I respect them. Sure. Um, because they are incredible women. So if people, it's not like I don't have a good relationship with them or that like we don't talk. Yeah. Like, so it's like not a weird subject. Like some people have that with certain family members, sure, In like the media, but like I don't have that, so it's kind of like, yeah, sure, they're amazing. Like,
0: well, and it's interesting you say that about like sort of some some ignorance or innocence about sort of this, the business side of film, because yes, they were and are hugely successful, but yeah. the kinds of stuff they. I mean, they weren't doing the kinds of, obviously, the kind of movies that you do and the kind No, of stuff but they, they were. actually
1: know, like, heads of, like, every studio. Like, I forget that. <laughs> yeah. Like, she was saying, like, oh, it was funny. This guy I sat next to who's, like, the head of whatever um, showed me a photo where I presented him a award, award when I was a child. It's crazy. And, like, that's just nuts. Yeah. Um, And that's crazy. They literally didn't stop working from six months old. And they still haven't stopped working their whole lives. They don't know what it feels like to not work during a weekday. Yeah. it's really crazy. And to some people, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's really crazy." It's like, no, no. Six months old toddler doesn't matter. They always worked, yeah. and they they don't. They just keep getting cooler and more interesting. And
0: does it affect? Did it affect like your the way you looked at? celebrity in the way. Sure. Yeah. And in terms of how you approach a career and sort of seeing what they've gone through, the ups and downs of sort of how, how they've been treated and how. Well,
1: the thing is, is they never did anything different. It was the people, it was like the media is a thing that ebbs and flows. Yeah, They're private. They don't give a lot of information. Right. Um, They don't go to places where they know they'll be photographed. It's just things like that. So you, I watch – I know how they handle things or what they do, and, like, I then incorporate it for myself. I don't – people don't really recognize me. I'm, like, really – it's really great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know if they will after Avengers. I'm not sure because it's such a confusing, large film. I don't quite understand the numbers behind it. <laughs> but – um but it's an amazing thing to be a part of. It is so loved. I don't know if that's going to change my day-to-day habits. I don't think it will. I'm like – I'm like do whatever I want. Like yeah. I went to Central Park. and read a <laughs> the other day. <laughs> right, like, right. It's fine.
0: Because <laughs> did, did, it's interesting to look at um, this career the last few years and to see sort of the sort of films that you were doing for a while and still do. I mean the Hank yeah. Williams film is not The Avengers. No. Um, Although
1: it's with an Avenger.
0: It, good point. <laughs> <laughs> We're an antagonists of the Avengers. Um, but Godzilla and Avengers back-to-back, was that something that – how calculating are you in terms of like – and I don't mean that in a negative, no, yeah. but
1: – I'm cal- I'm like – I'm trying to figure out what the longevity is here. Like I, I don't want – I also I'm – first off, I'm not like a model kind of girl. <laughs> like it's not like this is – only working for me because I'm young mm-hmm. situation but I want to figure out how to make it last sure um, because a lot of it does kind of have a time cap on it for um, a lot of people but I don't want to be one of those people I want to be able to work really old and I just want to learn every job yeah um, those films what happened was is I was noticing girls that I am was kind of lumped in the same category as we're up for cool small movies and then they're also up for these bigger movies and I was like well how does that happen? Yeah. And someone just said well that's because no one knows you want to do them. I was like oh okay that's it. So I just started taking meetings with Mm -hmm. different um, people who were companies I loved. Legendary was one. Marvel was one. And Legendary was kind of funny because they're like because they they want to be an incubator for directors and allow the directors to make their choices so i just got lucky that the gareth, gareth was, was like liked martha marcy may marlene and wanted me in his film where i met aaron and then somehow i don't i think it was just from meeting with kevin feige and jeremy Latcham a couple of times at marvel that's maybe how my name was like
0: got in it. the mix so what happens in, in an initial meeting with someone like Marvel, where it sounds like it wasn't even about right. a specific no, part? No, it's not. So is it literally just like this you, is who I am, this is what I'm into. What yeah, are you into? Like a date? In, like what are you doing?
1: I don't know how you do it when you're not a fan. You <laughs> right. know, like some people, I'm, I'm imagining there's something very business about it, and you go in and you can just talk businessy, right? But like I went in being like a total nerd. My brother's a total comic book nerd, like for reals. <laughs> Um, literally bought comics every week of his life since he was six. And so I grew up with, like, that shoved in my face all the time. But I, like, wanted to be him, so it was fu- great. Um, so w- being a fan of the films, which started with Iron Man for me. It wasn't, like, the pre-Marvel stuff. It was right. really, like, Iron Man. I was like, what is this thing? <laughs> and then I just loved all of them. And that's what we talked about. And I didn't know what characters they were. I knew they were going to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Because my brother knew that before they made an announcement, he was like, "Okay, so you could be this
0: character or this character or this character." So, like I went in like knowing something. So you're just dropping like, you know, I'm a big Gamora fan. Yeah, so you know.
1: basically. <laughs> and then he was, he was, and then he was like, "Yeah, but that, that character is like a squirrel, So Maybe you wouldn't be that character." And no,
0: of course not. Of course not. But Gamora. <laughs>
1: um, and so he would tell me those things. And then when I met with Joss the first time, they did say. I think there was rumors that they were gonna bring in Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. It wasn't announced. I don't even know. Like, it was really early in this in like in their their I don't know pre production. Sure. Um, and so I met him. I was actually on my way to auditioning for Ben Affleck. Where I was like trying to convince him to cast me for this character that I was too old for. and um <laughs> Which film? Has it happened? The, I don't know if he's directed it yet. Oh,
0: Live by Night? Was it that one? Yeah. yeah. I think it's It was still for this around.
1: um like teenage preacher. Okay. Like born again. So I was wearing like this white dress to the floor. Like I was prepped for my audition, not to be Joss.
0: <laughs> Joss was <laughs> like, like, "Have you had some kind of spiritual awakening?"
1: Recently? And like my hair was like, re- like, I was just like so. I like looked like I. Could, you're ethereal.
0: You're a little yeah. Uh, like I'd be
1: this like born again right. preacher in the 20s or whatever it was. Um, and read and watched like so many preacher videos on YouTube. It was amazing. <laughs> Didn't get the part, obviously.
0: Well, at least um, the movie it's not your <laughs> fault.
1: Yeah. Um, but was on my way to do that. Met with him for tea, and like after talking about Shakespeare for a while, he brought up the two characters. Kind of like felt like an afterthought. <laughs> like maybe we should talk about what we came here to talk about. Right. And he introduced Scarlet Witch to me. And the main thing I remember him saying, beyond just like explaining her character in the world of Marvel and like where it goes and what they're focusing on, how it's going to be. They're changing the origin. Cause they, they can't have her the be thing. Magneto's I said child, I said the word. a mutant. <laughs> no, um, I said it. At, I almost said it at, Comic-Con and it was like 8,000 people gasped and I was like, oh my god, I almost <laughs> wanted to cry.
0: Your like, brother stands up he's like, no!
1: Because <laughs> I wanted to say mutated and everyone's like <laughs> and I was so freaked out. I was like, what did I say? What did I say? Um What was I saying? So, he, oh, yeah. afterthought so, basically, yeah. so he was telling me about, about Scarlet Witch and the main thing I remembered was when you go home and you look her up, when you see the images, know that you will not look like that. <laughs> And I didn't know what he meant. And then I saw images and I was like, uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to wear like a bra that like pushes boobs up to your chin and right. I'm not going to be in a leotard and cape with a headband. <laughs> cool.
0: Great. Less interested now. But okay, whatever. <laughs> it's your choice job. Did, uh, did your brother come to set? Did he see you and costume no, and everything?
1: No, my brother is a big fan. So he, I actually am shocked that I didn't ruin anything for him. Because every time I would talk about it, he'd be like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Because um, I was like, oh, there are crazy surprises in the film. Right. Like you – and I never ruined it for him. He saw, we went to the premiere in L.A. Impressive. And he was – and he called me afterwards because I didn't. I don't like go after parties. So he just called me like from the after party. <laughs> um, and he was like, I can't believe you didn't spoil it for me because people who are listening um, – there are like crazy surprises in the film. There are. And my brother was so happy I didn't ruin it for him.
0: Nice. Yeah. The uh, Did you sign with these Sam Jackson like 10 picture deals? Or no. Or you like wed to – No? Oh, really?
1: No. A um, few.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Um, I'm doing Cap Two.
0: I've heard you say say this now. Officially, yeah.
1: Well, because you know, it's because I guess we found out that Kevin Feige insinuated it that I was going to go work with them in a couple of weeks and like, well, working on Captain America in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, so then I was like, okay, well, I guess we're saying it unofficially. Yeah. Um, I'm s- No one's gotten mad at me yet I think that's a good for sign talking about it There's a
0: Disney person in the room That hasn't glared at me or you right. yet So it's okay so Okay, great
1: okay, right. <laughs> Because it, no one's brought it up That I'm not supposed to be
0: talking about yeah, it Yeah, no.
1: But yeah, I'm going to go do Cap 3
0: Have you seen the script yet? Do you Yeah
1: It's really cool Because because Scarlet Witch is a character We don't even like tap into what she is in the comics We like just start to tap into what right. she is in the comics Usually in the comics Those are flashback things like where she came from um and we it's kind of that in the yeah. film and now she's part of the gang yeah. and a lot of interesting things get to come out of that and i get a and she she now can have like a whole world open to her right and it's really exciting i've never like returned to a character before so this is it's cool for me to see that happening
0: what I want to backtrack a little bit. Wait, I want to backtrack a lot. A lot But, bit. but, but a lit bit for for a second. A lit bit. Uh, Godzilla. <laughs> yes. What, and what's your take post-mortem? Because I, 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 I love a lot of Godzilla. Yeah. I also have some quibbles like some people did. Yeah. And I'm wondering like your take on it because.
1: I'd never seen a Godzilla movie, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? I wasn't He's... like a
1: fan of Godzilla. <laughs>
0: You're not like a Marvel freak about Godzilla. No. Yeah.
1: I'd never seen a Godzilla film. The only bits I saw were. The ones that you like made fun of as a kid with right. the ad with the with the voiceover stuff like oh I can't do it on this <laughs> trust but.
0: me it's looking it looks embarrassing
1: <laughs> um,
0: I mean do you feel so for like for me in the I was end, like Gareth- damn yeah yeah
1: I was like that's such a cool movie I didn't know that that's what – I love that Godzilla was a hero yeah I loved that you really like felt bad for him totally um, it's not the kind of film where. My character had anywhere to go right. so when they do a sequel, I know I'm not gonna be in it because like I don't know what you're gonna do with me um, I had a great experience working with Gareth and I had a great experience working with a child that was that's like a huge learning experience to work sure. with a kid to balance like how to keep them entertained but also like Focus on your job. Yeah, sort you can't of thing. be like
0: all about yourself. You have to kind of like half of your. You need to be like yeah. keeping them occupied. Yeah, because and, and the ready. first
1: scene we did together was when we like reunited in this dome, and it was I was hanging out with him for a couple of weeks beforehand in Canada, so he'd know me well, and it was my first scene with Aaron. It was my first scene with the whole thing. Yeah, and. It's, like, sad and happy, and it's a lot of feelings. And I was just so focused on giving Carson a piggyback ride <laughs> that I was forgetting that, like, I had to have come from, like, rubble. <laughs> and so at one point I was like, oh, right, that's why they have yeah. a, like team of people here. To do that, like to give him piggyback rides instead of you. <laughs> so you can he's focus on, on still your they job. They probably have
0: like 10 people expressing <laughs> piggyback rides.
1: Yeah, a lot of people give piggyback rides. I carried him like the whole movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you talked to the about Star Wars? So, we are, did talk are you, are you a about it. Star Wars fan too? He that, doesn't
1: refer to it as, as Star Wars. He calls well, rogue, it. Rogue
0: One, whatever it is. No, he's. he
1: calls it this little sci-fi film I'm working on. <laughs> and he won't refer to it as Star Wars in email either. Interesting. He's very – he's, like, really keeping mum about it. Didn't tell me anything about the story, which I'm okay with because I'm such a Star Wars fan that I don't – I just don't understand what this movie's going to be about, the J.J. Abrams one. I don't know what it's going to be about. I'm so excited for it. I read The Male Sides because a friend of mine was auditioning. And I was like, let me see it. Let me see it. And so I was reading them. And I was like, I don't understand. Are you Obi-Wan's son? What is this? <laughs> it's probably the
0: most vague thing they just created. Just yeah,
1: to... and it was things they made up. Yeah, totally. It's not even going to be in the movie. <laughs> they're not even real characters. They're just like playing with things to make them seem like they're in Star Wars. Right. And I was reading into it so much. Be like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, but he, So he hasn't told me anything plot-wise. I'm just so... So excited for the whole thing! Did you see the trailer, the
0: new trailer? Yeah, I cried. I actually
1: didn't cry. I was very close to crying, and I didn't cry. My friend Clay and I, we were obsessed with Star Wars. It was like Star Wars and Return to Oz. Those were our (laughs) obsessions, like from a very young age. Clearly, we were normal kids (laughs) because Return to Oz. I just didn't watch the screening of it. They had a screening of it in L.A. like at a movie theater, and all the fans came. They like drinks named after TikTok and. Queen Mumbi and, and my girlfriend was with me who saw it once growing up because we always watched it, but she didn't re- really remember it. And the whole time she was like, "Wait, is she about to get electric shock therapy?" And I was like, "Absolutely." She's like, "I don't remember this part." And I was like, "Basis of the whole film is that she's getting electric shock therapy." <laughs>
0: like, I wouldn't me. be into it otherwise. It's a
1: children's movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, of course she's getting electric shock therapy. But we were we we like we're collectors of everything Star Wars, also.
0: So, wait, were you into all sorts of freaky, weird, like fantasy? Like, were you like a legend, labyrinth kind of? No, girl, or it was you... Return
1: to Oz. It was Star Wars, and we kind we were kind of obsessed with Wizard of Oz. Just that whole world. My best friend Clay, he all of his tattoos are Wizard of Oz themed, and they're okay. all from the original illustrations. It's like he the like friends' moms who like don't like tattoos like love Clay's tattoos because they remember him as like being three and obsessed with. Wizard of Oz. And so we made a lot of our own movies that were like spin-offs of Wizard of Oz. Like we made this movie called The Bleach, which was like a girl like hit her head going into the um washer when her friend was trying to like shove her in the washer. And her dream is that the bleach is trying to make all the colored clothes white. And we made a whole film about it and like all of the characters she meets along the way. And we did this in like when we were like eleven. You were into was, the
0: world building of all these yeah. studios way before everybody else. You would well, spin off some you know, prequels. and The
1: scary thing is is we actually made of like something that was kind of like a night at the museum as our history play before a night at <sighs> the museum came out. And after that, we were convinced that's because we were in L.A., so we were like, who's – Parent, and we had like screenwriters and producers and we we're like, someone's parents are stealing our <laughs> idea, like as if that was the most original idea ever, that mannequins come to
0: life. But <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> well, wasn't there that book where the kids like stay over in the Museum of Natural History too? Yeah. There was that. There's
1: that. And we we and I just remember we always like we like quoted waiting for Guffman when we were like ten. <laughs> wow! Like it's, it's really, sophisticated. really. But the thing is, is our humor hasn't changed.
0: <laughs> That's okay. That movie's still so we smart, s- but
1: we s- we were like progressive, and then we just stayed.
0: I feel that way too. I feel like I was. I often say I feel like I was like the smartest like twelve year old ever, and I just didn't advance, yeah. and now I'm like, You're like middling behind. I feel like
1: it's still working for me, it's right. <laughs> A
0: little upsetting. Um, so, okay, let's backtrack even further before I okay, release before you back into the around. wild. So, so Martha Marcy, May Marlene, yes. which you said very quickly, very well, you must have practiced that a lot. I
1: say it all. I feel like I've, like, to. I had someone the other day on, again, on Sunday, I had a lot of funny encounters on Sunday, it was a girl, <laughs> and she was like, she walked past me, and then she turned, and I was like, hey, um, you, and I was like. Uh, and I turn around because there's no one else walking. And she was like, I loved you in that movie, like Marlene. She's like, sorry, I've had a few cocktails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's no worse title for a movie when you're inebriated than and Martha I, Marston. And
1: I was like, yeah, it's a long title. It doesn't matter if you had a few cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long one.
0: So was that was, was that literally the first feature?
1: Second. Okay. I went straight from doing a really great. Amazing film called Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding."
0: Right, a good ensemble uh, cast. <laughs> it was in
1: a it. great first film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keener was my mom. Fonda was my grandmother. I'll do that for my first movie, yeah. even though I knew <clears throat> the script was kind of cheesy. Right, right. Happy to say it. It was a great experience. I overlapped with Martha like a week. Got they it. didn't want to hire me because it—it all gets complicated with um. And I don't know what it is, but some businessy part of it gets complicated <laughs> when you overlap films at the same time. Got it. They're both upstate. So I actually drove myself for a week back and forth to different parts of it upstate. They're really like three hours apart, but I was just happened to be in the bright state, which was nice. And because that happened, it made it possible to do it. Right. And so so it kind of felt like my first film I mean, because do, they were kind of combined.
0: Do you look back at Martha – I mean, you know, you're working with like Sarah Paulson and, and, yeah. and John Hawks and you're the lead, obviously. Is that which like- I
1: also never really processed. It was just kind of like, Oh yeah, I played the lead in like my college play too.
0: So it was more again, more of <laughs> just sort of what you didn't even know at the time. Yeah,
1: like- and I didn't know like I didn't know that there was an audience. Like all I cared about was make it such a nice feeling to make a movie and not actually think about anything but that. Yeah. And I think you only get that experience once if you get it and it was i never thought about like awards obviously cuz that's like so weird yeah. and i never thought about um who's going to buy it i didn't underst- i didn't understand right. anything and every like the oldest person on the crew was 30 so it was such it just felt so like it was it, everyone was so professional but everyone was young yeah. and like we were making this movie because like even the gaffer cared about the script. Like everyone, the electrician, everyone cared about the script. They were all buddies together in college. And so it just felt like really innocent. And it was this like magical, creative experience. Um, and that's why we all became so close and we're all still friends. Yeah. and Yeah.
0: What um, – I'm, I'm curious about the, the one you just wrapped. We talked about it briefly. Yeah. Are you – what's what's your perspective on this one recently? It's
1: really good. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's going to be really good. I'm really proud also of like what I um, got to do in it, um, which that in its own is like not some you – know, I think a lot of people, whatever job you you have, I don't think you always get to be like, oh, I did a good job on whatever that was. Sure, But that was a really special film except it was almost like the opposite of Martha where like everyone – had been working in the industry for so many years, like so many decades, not even years. Their parent, like some of them were like third generation. I'm gonna say gaffer again gaffers, and um, people like their whole family. Like this person's dad was like the best focus puller, and now he's like a six year old man doing something else on a crew. Like right. it was, it had this old Hollywood feel to it, which was so amazing. Dante Spinati the- shot it, oh, wow. who's like, <clears throat> Yeah old school. And so it all had this like totally like what I imagine films used to feel like when you made them um, before I ever started working, which was five years ago. Um, <laughs> and and it was really special. So it, it felt really taken care of. It's really exciting. Sony bought it um, already. Oh, nice. Um, so they're going to Sony Classics is going to distribute it. Um, I think internationally and domestically,
0: feels like a fall kind of a movie.
1: It's going to be a fall kind of a movie, I think. And, um, it's a special script. It's like an old kind of Mike Nichols feel. It's a, it doesn't jump from like beat change to beat change. Right. It lives in moments. It's hard to get someone's, even though he died at twenty nine from a heart failure because he was such he because he was an alcoholic. Yeah. and, he had so much back pain, so he had to take all this medication. So he had just had heart failure at 29, which is so insane to think about. Um, but even though we try and just go from when he first got married to his wife, Audrey, who I play, until the end of his life, basically, which isn't really – it's not—it's less than a decade. And But a lot of things happen. His its It's a story of a relationship. It's a story of being an artist. It's a story of being a celebrity. Um, about how like once you get everything you ever wanted to get, like it, like and what's the, the prize? Yeah. Nothing's there for you unless you have all these other things to right. back you up, and it kind of seems like he didn't. Um, and it's a it's it's really I think we have a great ensemble. Like Cherry Jones plays Hank Williams's mother, um, Lily. Um, we have um, Bradley uh, Whitford, who's who plays his manager. Like we have a really great ensemble of people that like you wouldn't like really piece together. But Mark Abraham, the director was like so sensitive to casting and was so brilliant at casting this film. And it was really, I think it's gonna be special. I'm excited
0: about that one. No, it sounds awesome. Um, Is there anything that you are as passionate about as acting? Like what are you, what's like your obsession beyond (laughs) Well this is gonna be a good answer, I can tell. Internationally,
1: already. we had a press conference and I didn't understand the question. He asked all the actors he asked all the actors to answer it. I thought he said, What do you get excited about or what did you get excited about before like being an Avenger? Which sure. I thought he what he meant was like, What do you get excited about besides acting? like
0: my question just now, yeah. more. yes.
1: I happened to be the first person to answer. (laughs) I didn't ask him to clarify the question. And I said, cooking and eating.
0: Okay, good answer. The
1: question was, what's your favorite thing about prepping the (laughs) Avengers? And so I said, cooking and eating. We got halfway down the conference line of like 10 actors. And after Chris Evans, I was like, I just want to say I didn't understand the question. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, I'm not – like that's not actually my answer. I was very confused, and everyone's saying like these amazing things about prepping the film, and I was like, cooking and eating. <laughs> I was like, I like getting fat before I become a superhero. <laughs> there was
0: a subtext to Scarlet Witch. Now that I think about it, she loved cooking and
1: eating. <laughs> uh, so so I really love cooking. Uh, okay. And I love going. Like I love having. Like I I love going like having experiences through food. Yeah. Like when I'm the, I'm the person who. Um, I'll can like I'll be in Shreveport, Louisiana filming this Hank Williams film and I will have done my
0: research oh, to yeah. see if
1: there are any gems that I'm supposed to go to there.
0: <laughs> no, that's the priority whenever you visit a city. Yeah, yeah. but
1: some people it's not. <laughs> it's really not for some people and that is something I get a lot of joy out of. I've always hosted since I was in high school. My mom's the nicest woman to let me do that and use her home. It started <laughs> off with like eight people for dinner around the Christmas time and then it turned into like 30 kids eventually throughout the night and I'm just like throwing out like new what? dishes throughout <laughs> the night.
0: Um, I it love it. be worse abuses of your teenage uh, yes. years.
1: Yeah. Well, we did end up like having like footprints on weird parts of the walls and I'd be like, mom, I don't know how that got there. I'm so, so sorry. Like one time we stained a carpet and I felt bad about that too. <laughs> so
0: um, what's the ideal cuisine? I mean, it's tough to pick for anybody that's...
1: Well, ideal, the way I like to cook... Is very Alice Waters. It's like small dishes, whatever I kind whatever looks really fresh. Right. I'm obsessed with sardines right now. Interesting. Obsessed with sardine. I like toast. A good
0: sardine. I'm good with that.
1: If a sardine's on a menu, I go in there. Tackle it. I have a whole <laughs> part now that i live in la i have a pantry do you know what that is <laughs> i've heard it things is a, it is a door <laughs> that opens and mm-hmm. you can walk in and you keep your food in there
0: and you, you hang clothes in there or what do no, you no
1: just food and if it. you want like paper towels as well because you have extra space for storage <laughs> it's a magical place <laughs> and um we have an entire shelf
0: of just sardines wow you are a specialist. I love them. I go to
1: markets and I go straight to like the fish section, the canned fish section. I'm like, I wonder if they have like a brand I haven't seen. (laughs) (laughs) I love canned sardines.
0: Uh, I think that's a good note to end on. What do you think? Your love, your love affair with Sardines? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it sounds like I'm about to go to SeaWorld and like feed the dolphins. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, well, I'm sad that w- that we're missing you in New York. You'll come visit often, I'm sure. Yeah, um, Which is
1: really nice. I have to come here often yeah, for work. So it's really nice. It's perfect. I'm sure yeah. theater
0: will pop back into your...
1: Hopefully. I'm actively looking, actually, because yeah. I didn't have the best first experience um, off-Broadway. It was definitely an experience, but I would I would love to do something on the West End. Happen. I'd love to you do can't something. Just,
0: you can't just throw that out there. No, it account. just,
1: like, nothing happened. It just was, like, kind of a wonky situation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it, it's hard It's hard to do a play, you know, every single night of the week, basically, besides Sunday night um, or Monday you of have off and know that it's not everything you wanted it to be. Yeah. But you have, but you end up having that kind of stamina in the seagull at the end of the play, Nina saying like endurance is like what you live. Like that's what it, that's what it's all about is endurance, the right. endurance the, to endure. Um, and you kind of get that mentality that kind of, you just go in and you like remember what it is for you. But I know people have like euphoric experiences on stage. Right. I didn't get that. Got it. And I don't know – that's something I will chase is to, like, get to have that feeling that I had when I was a kid that, like, gave me so much joy. Totally. Yeah.
0: Well, you'll get there soon, I'm sure. Maybe that's Um, a
1: better note than sardines.
0: I think so. More (laughs) inspirational. (laughs) Though I found the sardines, frankly, even more interesting. Um, Congratulations on Avengers. I think it might do all right for you. Uh,
1: it's apparently doing well already it's already made
0: a gajillion dollars overseas so yeah you're okay.
1: I've had people e- emailing me or texting me being like congratulations on your reveals like yeah it was on me <laughs> I had a lot to do with you it, did so. it you did it
0: you <laughs> yeah, didn't steal the show no you're a great addition to this already amazing cast and it's uh, it delivers everything you want in a crazy Avengers yeah. movie and more so uh, it's good to see you good luck on yeah, the next you. one and uh, we'll talk soon thank you thanks Lizzie
1: this was so fun
0: we did it how fun That's the show, guys. I'm Josh Horowitz. This has been Happy, Sad, Confused. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz. Go over to WolfPop.com. Check out all the amazing shows over there. And most importantly, check back in next week for another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused.
1: Hop. Pop?
0: Pop. Pop 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 pop. Pop, 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 pop. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Goerly, and Paul Shear.